Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today we are going to look at the story of the Rechabite. 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 Yeah. R-E-K-A-Bite. B-I-T-E-S. Amen. Rechabite. Yeah. So that's what we are going to look at today. And once again, God, God will speak to you by his word. Amen. So who are the Rechabites? The Rechabites are people of Israel. They were living among Israel. They were one of the Israelites. Amen. Uh, from the scripture, uh, the scripture gave an indication that their origin is of the Canaanites. Uh, but they are Israel. They were among Israel. Amen. So they were people living in Israel one of the tribes of Israel, but not direct. Amen. Amen. But there's something about that, them. I want to tell you their story so that we learn from their story. But before we do that, I would like us to remind ourselves of these two scriptures. Last week we read it, but we'll read it again. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Amen. 15 verse 4. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Mm -hmm. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Amen. So everything that was written was written to what? Teach us. Amen. So the story of the Rechabite, don't forget, is being written to what? Teach you. Amen. And it says so that you will endure. You'll be able to endure. So uh, what is endurance? Whenever you hear the word endurance, you have to be like, you have to breathe in and breathe out. So endurance is the ability to go through the difficult process. If there's no difficulty, you wouldn't need to endure. Amen. And how the Bible said the endurance of the scriptures. So almost all the people you saw in the scriptures that receive the promises, the blessing of God, how to endure something. Go through the difficulty of the process. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. The best example I can give is losing weight. If you really want to lose weight, you have to go through some difficult process. The more weight you have to lose, the more the difficult process will be. And the only way is to endure. Wow. Give the Lord a clap. <laughs> Amen. So everything has been written down to teach us. So the story of the Rechabite is to teach us. It's not just a story. The Bible said the things that Jesus said and did was so much. If it were all was to, write, uh, to be written, that it would not fit in any what, book. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 
so that for the bible to say that so everything in the bible is of importance meaning upon 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 this we must hear amen we are just reminding ourselves amen amen second mm. timothy chapter 3 verse 16 all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so amen. note all scripture all scriptures amen is god what brief meaning is from god and it is useful none is not useful to what correct you to rebook you to teach you amen so i pray that by today's service and this word you'll be corrected amen. you'll be rebooked amen. you'll be taught amen. yes amen that you gain knowledge amen. that you gain understanding now the story of the Rechabite. Jeremiah chapter 35 verse 1 to 2. So as I said, the Rechabites were living among Israel. They were part of Israel. But uh, from a scripture in 2 Chronicles give an indication that they were not originally the 12 tribes of Israel. No. You know, you could, you could become Israel in those days. Even though you're a foreigner, you could live in them, accept their God and live by them, which God allowed yes amen so they were living in israel let's say they were people of god amen um, but not one of the tribes of israel we may say because we believe that they are from the canaanites because of a scripture in second chronicles but we won't read that today amen praise the lord so jeremiah chapter 35 verse 1 to 2 the story of the Rechabite. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 1 to 2. Mm -hmm. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family and invite them to come to one of the side rooms of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so God said to prophet Jeremiah, I'm telling you the story, that go to the Rechabite family. They were a small family. And say, go and invite them into the temple. And when you bring them, bring them to one of the side rooms of the temple. And give them wine to drink. Who wants such an invite? God himself has invited you to his house to be served with wine. Amen. Hey. And he say, give them wine to drink. So note, it's from God. God said to his prophet, to go and call them. You know, wine is not a sin. Alcohol is not a sin. Drinking alcohol is not a sin. It's getting drunk. That's a sin. Unfortunately, many cannot drink and not get drunk. For many, the only reason why they drink is to get drunk. So that's why they can't drink. If you can drink for refreshment, there's nothing wrong. Amen. Even though there are people that uh, they have a covenant with God that they shouldn't drink. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. So God said, go and what? Invite them. No, to God sent his prophet to go and call that family into his temple in a room. And the question, the, the, the instruction was, and give them wine to drink. So Nehemiah sent and invited them to come. So they came. And of course, he would give them wine to drink. So let's read the five to six. Amen. Five to six. Amen. Jeremiah 35, verse 5 to 6. Mm -hmm. Then I set bowls full of wine and some cups before the Rechabites and said to them, Drink some wine. 
But they replied, We do not drink wine, because our forefather Jenohadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command. Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Amen. So God is the one that sent prophet Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah to go and bring them and give them wine to drink. So Jeremiah went to bring them. And Bible says he put wine. If today he put crate or bottles of wine before them. And he said, drink. God says, drink. And they said, no. Shh, we will not drink. And why would they not drink? Because they say, their forefather, the original Rechabite, their forefather instructed them, commanded them that they should never drink wine. So because of that, they've never drank wine. Their children, their grandfathers, all have never drank wine. All because they are obeying the word of what? Their forefather. That is what they said, isn't it? So guess what? So because of their obedience to their forefathers, they will not drink wine, even though Jeremiah said they should drink wine, even though Jeremiah is a prophet, even though it is God who said to him to give them wine, to drink. Wow. They say they won't drink. Let's read the 8 to 10. I'm telling the story. Amen. 8 to 10. So they, they say they won't drink the wine. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, 8 to 10. Jeremiah mm -hmm. chapter 35, verse 8 to mm -hmm. 10. We have obeyed everything our forefather, Jernohadab, son of Rechab, commanded us. Neither we, nor our wives, nor our sons and daughters have ever drunk wine, or built houses to live in, or had vineyards, fields, or crops. Amen. He said, listen, Amen. the reason why we will not drink the wine is we've obeyed everything our forefathers told us. And one of the things is not to build house to live in, not to drink wine. Today our interest is in the wine because and said we are so obedient to our forefathers command to us not to drink wine that we and our children and wife we don't even own a vineyard we don't vineyard produces wine so even not like we, we don't even drink the business of wine or the fruit of wine we don't even go near to be tempted and he said we we, we won't drink it or we don't drink it because my great great father who i didn't know is the one that gave that instruction. And we are obeying it. Wow. <laughs> and we are obeying it. So, so, they, so, so in other words, they are not obeying what God said, isn't it? it? I mean by the story. Okay, let's look at God's verdict. Because God is the one who sent. Now let's read the 12 to 16. Amen. 12 to 16. Jeremiah 35, you, verse 12 to 16. Mm -hmm. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, mm -hmm. saying, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go and tell the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, will, will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declares the Lord. Jehonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his descendants not to drink wine, and this command has been kept. To this day, they do not drink wine because they obey their forefathers' command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not obeyed me. Again and again, I sent all my servants, the prophets, to you. They said, each of you must turn from your wicked ways and reform your actions. Do not follow other gods to serve them. Then you will live in the land I have given to you and to your ancestors. 
but you have not paid attention or listened to me. The descendants, to the sixteen, mm-hmm. Amen. The descendants of Jehonadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the command their forefather gave them, but these people have not obeyed me. So, wow. all things be equal. Guess what? God is the one who said, go and bring them and give them wine to drink. And they say we won't drink the wine because our forefathers told us not to drink the wine. So we won't drink it, even though you say it's God. Even though he is our God, we serve God. Their forefathers joined one of the kings even to kill the worshippers of Baal. Baal, you understand? So they were fervent for God. So you would think the first person God should address is what? Them. But God didn't address them. He said, go and tell my people. Go and tell Christians. Those who come to church. Those who pray to me. Go and tell them that would they not obey my word that I send them? I've sent pastors, prophets, Sunday school teachers, Christians to them, and they will not obey my word. I am God. They say I am God. They say I am their God. But would they not obey my word? Because recap, the word he spoke, yes, his children, grandchildren who don't even know him are still obeying that word. You that you say you know me, won't you obey my word? That was the question. In other words, ah, there's something wrong. God was saying. In other words, you've degraded me. In other words, you have no disregard for me. In other words, I am, I, I am nothing to you. Because even a man who is dead, 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 instructions is being obeyed. Me that am alive. Those who are obeying, remember I said forefathers. So the instruction they were obeying, they didn't know even the man. Today you say a cake. But they were obeying. And me, me, that I'm your God. Won't you obey why will you not obey? In other, why? In other words, they are not obeying God's word to the extent that God is comparing the word that a man spoke is being obeyed. And the word that he has spoke is not obeying. Hey, we'll come to it. That's what God said. Let's read the nine, uh, 16 to 19. So the first thing is God said, Compare the recap for not only God has not come there yet, whether they've disobeyed him or not. But now, not to them, to the, so far what we've read, it was rather showing God that then your people are not obeying you, they take you for nothing. Because even men break up who is long dead, mm. his word is being obeyed by his children, mm. and you, you are alive. But yesterday, don't obey your word. What if you die? Yeah. <laughs> You understand? Uh, okay. So 16 to 19. Jeremiah 35, um, 16 to 19. Mm-hmm. The descendants of Jeho- Jehonadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the command their forefathers gave them, but these people have not obeyed me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says Listen, I'm going to bring on Judah and on every living, everyone living in Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced against them. I spoke to them. But they did not listen. I called to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed the command of your, far, of your forefather, Jehonadab, and have followed all his instructions and have done everything he ordered. 
Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Jehonadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have a descendant to serve me. Amen. Amen. So, so, as he saw how they are obeying their father, from what we read, God saw that Israel Christians are not obeying him at all. So he said, tell them that the Rechabites are obeying what their forefather said. But you people, you are not what obeying me. Therefore, punishment will come on you. And he said, but tell the Rechabite. Now, this is the interest, another side of like interesting bit. So now, tell the Rechabite that because of their obedience to their forefather, not even to him, God, they will serve me. They will now come and be my servant. They will now come and be my servant. Now, now, in other words, in other words, but I thought it looks like they disobey God. But the scripture didn't say that. If anything, the scripture rather opened God's eyes to see that he's not being obeyed at all. Because he compared, he said, even the what sons of the Rechabah obeying their forefathers, and you are not obeying me. So their life, their level of obedience, realize, make God say so that he was being taken for granted. And God liked their level of obedience. If they will obey him, God, man who is dead long, how much more in God? So he said, you what? Come and serve with me. But there's a problem with that, that God said. The reason why there's a problem with that, the story will come back to it. The reason why there's a problem with that is even Israel had 12 tribes. None of the tribe were meant to serve God like in the temple except the Levites. Only the Levites were allowed to serve him. Not even Judah. One time, even a king tried to serve him. What happened to him? He got leprosy. Even one time, the Levite who was serving him, Joshua, uh, do you know Aaron lost his first two children? They went to give strange fire. Even they were supposed to serve, but right, wrong thing at wrong time. But these are not even closer by saying they will serve me. So it looks like there is a contradiction because there was a clear word of God that says only the Levites will serve him. Only the Levites have what? Been separated. Let's read that and we will look at Numbers chapter 8 verse 14 to 16. Numbers chapter 8 14 to 16. Amen. Mm -hmm. Numbers chapter 8 verse 14 to 16. Mm -hmm. In this way, you are to set the Levites apart from the other Israelites, and the Levites will be mine. After you have purified the Levites and presented them as a wave offering, they are to come to do their work at the tent of meeting. They are the Israelites who are, who are to be given wholly to me. I have taken them as my own in place of the firstborn, the first male offspring from every Israelite woman. So Amen. three key words I want you to know. You say you Amen. are to set apart the Levites and say this Levite are to what? Serve yeah. me. And say they are to be given wholly to me. 
So all the tribes, the Levites were what? Set apart from the rest to serve God. Do you get it? So all the tribes, only the Levite were to serve God. It is clearer in the 18, Numbers chapter 18, 22 to 24. Amen. 22 to 24. Chapter 18, 22 to 24. Verse 22 to 24. From now on, the Israelites must not go near the tent of meeting, or they will bear the consequences. So, no Israel, no Christian, no Israel must go near the tent of meeting. Other than that, they will face a consequence. Mm -hmm. Uh It is the Levites who are to do the work at the tent of meeting. Only the in other words, only the Levites are to go there. Only they are to do the work. Only they are to serve. Not Judah, not Manasseh now on them, only the Levite, eh? and bear the responsibility for any offenses they commit against me. Mm-hmm. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to not, come. Not the word. This is a lasting forever. ordinance, Amen. meaning it will never End. change. Yes. Amen. Do, do you get it? And in fact, look at Jeremiah. I want. 33 verse 21 to 22 you see that god was talking about a covenant and he mentioned the covenant with the levites meaning yes. he's setting apart the levites mm-hmm. and only the levite to serve him is a covenant that cannot be broken that will not be broken Amen. Mm-hmm. jeremiah chapter 33 yeah. verse 1 to 2 no oh. jeremiah chapter 33 Verse 21 to 22. Amen. Mm-hmm. Verse 21 to 22. Mm-hmm. Amen. Then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites, who are priests ministering before me, can be broken, and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. Did you start from the 21? Yes. Then start from the 20. Amen. This is what the Lord says. Mm-hmm. So if, that will be clearer. A- amen. Mm-hmm. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites, who are priests ministering before me, can be broken. Amen. So he said, if you can break the agreement yeah. between day and night, you know, the day and night don't come at the same time. Yeah. They, they've agreed that you come, I come, you come, I come. Say so then his covenant with what the Levite can be broken. Yeah, the covenant of the Levite is a lot, but one of it is one part of the covenant. He's been set, they've been what? Set apart and they've been given. Only them is to serve in the house of God. Only them. But how come? But we just read when it came to the Rechabites, God broke his own protocol. Now he said they will serve him in his temple as well. What caused God to break his protocol? Obedience. Because they say because they have obeyed, they obey the word their forefathers spoke. Isn't it? And because Israel is not obeying the word he spoke, the word he has sent his prophet, pastors to what? Tell them. So people who did not qualify to be closer to God, to be in his presence, to serve him, was qualified. Do you get it? So this story shows us that the highest thing when it comes to God is obedience. Is obedient is the highest 
they didn't qualify when we go deep they are not even originally israel they naturalize as israel no tribe qualify but because of their obedience they were so ingrained in obedience they even obey man so he said because of that was the rule say because of that they will always serve us do you remember we read it do we remember read that uh, 35 16 to the 16 to 19 but just read the last bit of the 19 the god of israel says said they will never fail to have a descendant therefore this is what the lord almighty the god of israel says jehonadab son of rechab will never fail to have a descendant to serve me because of their obedience god broke protocol god broke the covenant god broke everything to bring them closer it also shows if you want to be near God, if you want to be yes. near God, it's not prayer. It's obedience. Of course, if you obey, you will pray. Because you cannot obey and not pray. You see, but you can pray and not obey. Uh-huh. Yeah, do you get it? It's obedient. It is obedient. So, God, this story showing that God God, honor obedient to the extent that he couldn't fault them and he didn't fault them for not obeying his word because they are obeying the word wow. of their forefather and that word is not a sin. That's, the, that's why God didn't fault them. It's not a sin not to drink. And God was hurt. You could see. Because they are obeying man who is long dead. And my people are not obeying me. The Rechabites. The obedience was even extreme. Not only did they stood stayed away from wine, but they would not even plant grape what they use for wine. They and their children, their wives. They will not even have it around. Today, we come. This story is showing there are things that are not a cake. There are instructions that are not a cake. Remember, it was their forefathers that said to them, none of you should drink wine. And generation later, no, forefathers, me, great great grandchildren, they were skipping it, and God was happy with it. One of our problems is there are old instructions. Today we call a cake. We don't obey it. That is why we have problem. Yes, because no matter how civilized a womb uh, you are, or no matter how civilized a country is, you are still a human being, and a human being hasn't changed. Civilization doesn't change you be a human being. No matter how you think you were happy, you are happy now. Great great grandchildren used to be happy like that. Do we get it? Do we get it? There are instructions. You will call a cake, but it's not a cake. You cannot say your father's generation, my mother's time. Listen, the time is the same. There's nothing new. Only the manner changes. Oh, yes. Only the manner. Before we start driving cars, they were driving cars. Oh, you don't believe it. 
just that their cars were horses horses were doing the same work as cars today not everyone had horses it wasn't easy to have horses yeah so when paul or Saul fell from the horse that was a car crash yeah you, you understand no that's what they use chariots posh horses they were they had weapons arrow it kills is bullet but all is the same weapons you think you are doing your hair go and ask Jezebel. her makeup the bible even spoke of her makeup go and ask egypt go and ask even esther their beauty treatment you your own dear you are joking you go to work her own one year the bible said 12 months no work beauty treatment and you think it's new <laughs> but the point is God was so pleased with their obedience to the extent that he did not fault them for not drinking the wine he rather promoted them into what was reserved to serve him was reserved only for the Levite it was a special covenant between him and the Levite you want to enter to what is reserved for few it is obedient obedient it is obedient it is obedient and it is lifted in the bible but we still find it difficult it is lifted in the bible now many christians will not see glory because of lack of obedience Many Christians will not see glory because they choose and pick the word of God to obey. Many Christians will not see glory because they do what pleases them and they claim they are doing it for God. Please, it doesn't work like that because it's a better, better to obey than to sacrifice. Don't tell me you give your tithe to the poor ones. You say, bring your tithe to the house. When you disobey him, you are saying he's a fool. And but he doesn't know better. He doesn't know there's a poor and you know better. That's what it means. Obedient is better. That's what Saul said. He said, I'll bring this sheep to sacrifice to God. So he's like, doesn't God think and he said, I should kill this sheep whilst he knows I'll sacrifice to him. That's what it means, actually. Because God said, kill them and you brought it to sacrifice. And you were being told, he said, but God should know that we brought it to sacrifice to him. So he, in other words, he doesn't know better. That's what it means. He said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but live by every word. To live by every word means to obey every word because you can only live by the word as you obey it. And now many Christians or many so called Christians have taken and have gone as way they themselves will serve God. You don't choose how to serve God. You cannot choose how to serve God. You cannot choose how to serve God. God tells you how to serve Him. So when we read Psalm 119, it says He has put down uh, um, status that are to be fully obeyed. Fully obeyed. Let's read it. To be fully obeyed. We can learn from the Rechabite what obedient that. Amen. I try as much as possible not to add anything to this so that we will, we will go with the word as it is. 
Did I say Psalm Psalm one one nine four to six? Amen. Amen. Psalm one one nine four to six. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. All that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. He has laid down precepts. Precepts mean the word of God that are to be what fully, fully obeyed. obeyed. He has laid them down. That's right. That are to be fully obeyed. You cannot change it. It's a laid down. There will be a lot of shocks in heaven. A lot of people are wasting their time with God. That's right. Because they are not following the precepts that has been laid down by God that are supposed to be. You can't do anything about it. You either you die or God come and you will see you've wasted your time. Either you feel the time will come, you see the disappointment, and you say God doesn't exist, or this Christian thing that's where but you remember you didn't obey the precepts that has been laid down that are to be able to obey. You are wiser than God. You choose and you do as it pleases you. You sacrifice as you please instead of obedient. You are wiser than God. And the Rechabites, they were no wiser. Daddy, why don't we drink? My grandfather, daddy's grandfather said we shouldn't drink. That is why we don't drink. So we don't drink. They say, but wine will not do anything. Even science say wine is good for the chest. If it, no, no, we know all that, but we don't drink. We never lose. Okay, I don't drink. No, that's what, that was it. If wine was sin or wrong, God will not ask Nehemiah to give the uh, Jeremiah to give them wine in his temple. Do you know the 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 last supper was wine? Yeah. God will not ask. But we are in the modern world. Okay, be in the modern world. Have you not noticed that the troubles and the sicknesses and the diseases and illness of the modern world is more than those days? That should tell you there's a limit to perfection. Yeah. So he said, for you have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. And say, oh, if I had obeyed them. Isn't it what he said? Yes. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Oh, if my ways were steadfast in obeying. It's like, if I can... Because that's the secret. You see, Jesus says something, we will read it. Three scriptures. Then we'll go. Because the story, when you finish the story, you finish the story. Three scriptures. The first one I want to show you is in Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 to 6. I said three, it's rather four. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 to 6. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to understand why obedience brought someone from far, someone who doesn't qualify mm-hmm. to the closer, because the way to serve God is the closest you can get to God. That's right. Because when you graduate from worshiping God, you must enter into service. We've been called to worship and serve God. You are not allowed to serve God if you don't worship Him. Because serving God will not save you. It is worshiping him that will save you. But as a worshiper, you are expected to serve him. And that brings a reward. That will draw you closer. You now become a worker of God. Do you get it? Uh-huh. That's the difference. Yeah. So he said, I will distinguish Malachi between those who serve me and those who worship me. Amen. So read it for us, please. 
Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 to 6. Mm -hmm. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So, note, Amen. God said, Listen, listen, the whole world is mine. Every human being in the world is my child. I'm concerned about them. You are not the only one, the whole world. But if you obey me fully, you will be separated. Work with me. You will be separated from them. Yes. And you will become a priest and a king to me. Preserve God. Kim you will become the Rechabite to me. But note, you don't just become a Rechabite because you are a Christian or because you are saved. But it is when you obey me, Obedience. put it there. Amen. Fully. The word Amen. is fully. Amen. Now if you obey me You have me laid fully. down precepts. They are Amen. supposed to be what? Fully obeyed. obeyed. If you obey me fully, what will happen? Then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Then out of all the people, the classroom, the neighborhood, you will be my treasured possession. But it connected not to obeying on a Monday and a Friday. <laughs> not part-time. Not yeah, every now and then. That's yeah, right. But fully. That's why many Christians, you don't see the fruit and blessing. You don't see like distinguish because it's connected to fully obedient. Then you'll be what? Priest. Of priests. Priest. Amen. So and that was the Rechabite. He said you will serve me. Hallelujah. They became a priest because the Levites were in the priesthood and service. That's right. Amen. So they were Israel. They were Israel. Yes. But they were not what? Like all of them were not his what cherished possession, even though they were meant to be. Oh, but amen. it is they if they obey fully. fully. Amen. That is why they went into captivity. They shouldn't have gone into captivity. But the fact that they yes. are Israel doesn't mean they won't go. It's dependent on their fully obedient. Fully obedient. One more, then it's left with two scriptures. Look at John 8, 31 to 32. We are reading this just to show us that everything about God is connected to obedience. It's connected to obedience. Hallelujah. It's connected to obedience. Everything about God is connected to obedience. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Please read it. John chapter I'm not teaching obedience, but if I should teach you on obedience, you will see that every blessing, every promise the bible clearly connected with the word obey Hallelujah. obey if you obey me yes. if you remain obedient if you obey yes amen please amen. write read it for us john 8 mm -hmm. verse 31 to mm -hmm. th uh, 32 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to the jews who had believed him jesus said if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and this truth will set you free there i come here amen he said to the note to the Jews who have believed him. So to the people who have received him, they've received him, they are saved. They are still not truly his disciple. So he said to the Jews who have believed me, if you hold on to my teaching, then you are really truly my disciple. So being saved is good, 
but that doesn't make you a truly disciple of Christ. It is as you, if you hold on to the teaching, which is if you obey the scripture, that's make you what truly is disciple. And do you know the key in this, the importance of this? It is when you're a true disciple and then the fruit and the blessings and the promises for the disciples will be manifested in your life. It means if you are not a true citizen, you are not a true British you will not qualify for the benefits even though you live in united kingdom but he said if you want to those who have believed those who have believed those who have believed you've already believed but it doesn't mean anything but it is it is it is it is when you hold on when you hold on to his teaching then you become truly that is when no weapon that is when you become what is in the scripture is the teaching is the obedience because i've laid down precepts that are truly to be what obeyed fully it's a laid down thing you cannot do anything about gathering of the saint it's a laid down precept you can't do anything about it join online do everything you mark it. Either you die or the time will come. You see you've made a fool of yourself. You can replace things like prayer, things like fasting with other things. You see, there are precepts that has been laid down. There are precepts. There are precepts. See, Romans, read Romans for me. When you read it, come back. Romans even says something. Romans chapter 2 verse 13 to 15. This is our last scripture, last but one. Amen. Romans chapter 2, 13, verse 15. He said, Amen. and the way Romans said it, said, even those who are not believers, those who don't even know God by Amen. nature, if they obey the word, God receive them. Hallelujah. Re- read it for me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 2, verse, mm-hmm. thir- verse 13 to 15. Mm-hmm. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight. It's not you who know the word. You hear the word. You come to church and hear the word. Who are righteous in God's sight? By which people? But it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. So the key is obedient. Amen. We only emphasize on you knowing the word because it is believed. If you know it, you will do it. Yes. But I find even people who are theologians opposing me on the word. Yes. Sometimes even the things they argue with me, I can't believe it. I remember one man, he was even speaking Hebrew, argue with me, using Malachi about divorce. In other words, trying to say that Malachi wasn't talking about divorce. He was talking about like, you are dating somebody and it didn't happen. Can you believe it? Yeah. Did you finish reading it? No, you didn't finish. Yeah. Finish it, please. Amen. Yeah. Indeed, when Gentiles who do you are not reading to the fifteen, so so he said, it's not those who hear the word that are righteous before God, but it is those who what obey, obey the, word. the word. And he said, even indeed, Gentiles, uh-huh, Gentiles means even unbelievers. Indeed, unbelievers. Uh-huh. Yes, amen. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law. Even the unbelievers who don't know the word, they don't, if by nature they Hallelujah. do the things 
required by the word what happened they are a law for themselves uh-huh. even though they do not have the they law they become a law for themselves amen eh? they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts their conscience is also bearing witness mm-hmm. and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other times defending them amen amen so the power hallelujah is based on obedience to the word It's based on obedience. Not you knowing the word. When I became a Christian, see, when I became a Christian, I haven't read any Bible. I just knew in my heart I cannot have a power business. No pastor spoke to me. I just knew because I know because the power business is a package. I just knew. You see, the Gentiles who didn't even know the word. That's why I keep saying the things we are to do and not to do, you don't even need the Bible to tell you. By nature, it's in you. When I became a Christian, I used to have a place at the beach, resort. I've taken them there. They were shocked. When they went, I didn't go because I have to go and see Bishop Dark. We went for Ghana for Thanksgiving. We were there only seven days. I had only one Sunday. And that Sunday after church, I had to go and see Bishop Doug. And the children really want to go out. They didn't go out. It was church to church. We were coming Monday the next day. I said, I can't go. So I said, okay, go to the beach. You, I showed them. I said, when you go, you see something cause or when you go, go to a mention and tell them your father. When they came back, they were shocked. They were shocked. If everybody hear that this is my daughter, they come and sit down with them. I had a beach front. But I just knew. I knew. I knew I cannot serve God well. Nobody, no pastor, nothing. I just knew. I just handed it over. I just knew. I just knew that I can't steal from God. I just knew all the connections, all those things. I just knew it is wrong. Meanwhile, it's in the web, but I haven't read it. I just knew. So say, even Gentiles who haven't read the law. If by nature they know the word and obey it. So the emphasis is in obedience. You can make all the excuses. Give all the explanation. God lives. I'm trying. We are reading this scripture. I want to try to tell you why. The Rechabites. By obedience. God didn't fault them. He rather brought them nearer. The last scripture, Second John nine verse ten. Second John nine verse ten. So let's not forget John eight, that Jesus said, "If you continue in the word, then yes. you are his disciple." Amen. It is easier to obey the word, in the sense that the word of God that you hear and you are not obeying, all you have to do is decide to obey that word. Tell yourself you will obey that word. The moment you do, you give excuse to yourself. You sideline it. Mm-hmm. Why are you not obeying the word? Be honest. Sometimes you've been entangled. Begin to put things in place That's so right. that you obey. The moment you begin to put things in place in order to obey the word, in the spirit they know that you are in obeying the word. They consider it like that because you are doing something about it. So for example, for example, for example, Maybe your rent, your cost of living a month is thousand. They pay you eight hundred. 
So how have you been managed to believe in? Because every month, what? You still extra 400 from what? Your work. You understand? So that's how you are able to live. So now, 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 if you stop stealing now, it means you lose where you sleep. Your situation will be worse. You see? So many will say, what do I do? It's simple. If you want to be aware, now, just the first thing, look for accommodation. Cut down your cost of living to your 800. The moment I go 800, you stop the stealing. I'm using this as example to show you the practical steps. Practical steps. Struggling to fornicate, make marriage your priority. Don't re- you forget about the marriage party you want to have and just marry. The party is not necessary, even though it's a nice thing. But if that one will cause you to disobey the word, it's not worth it. You are not paying your tithe. It's not because you don't have money. Because check your budget. You have money for other things. Decide to have money for God. I, I was in the church when I was selling my businesses. I closed down the business selling and I went to church. There was a season about a month to relocate when the Lord said, Come back to United Kingdom. I have a job here for you. I went to church. Uh, that morning I was reading a scripture and I saw the scripture. None of you should come before me empty and then. And I felt like he's talking to me. I don't know how to explain it to you. But to the extent that when I go to church, then if for you to understand, I'll borrow 20 pounds from church. So when I borrow 20 pounds, I'll give five pounds offering. I'll buy food five pounds. I'll use the 10 pounds for fuel. I did that for maybe six or seven weeks. Even though, honestly, I didn't have money, but I can't go before him empty and then. I said to myself, if I say I don't have money to give God offering, then I'm saying I'm the poorest of the poor, and I'm not poor. That I don't have money to give God offering? What am I saying? I said to myself, you can ask Pastor Dress. When I came back, one time we went to church, she gave me offering. Ah, the offering was less than five pounds. I told her, I said, we should, not, nothing less than five pounds. Ask her. I said, nothing less than five pounds. Nothing less than five pounds. Because to me, I mean, how much is five pounds? How much is a pack of cigarettes, pack of ten? How much is cinema tickets? How much is Costa? Costa, how much is it? Do, do, do we get it? My heart. I'm trying to say all this thing, I just knew by nature. By nature. No one said anything to me. I, I just knew. I just knew. You can ask Pastor Joyce. She's my witness. When I returned back from Ghana, she was taking tithe to Ghana. I said to her, no, you can't do that. I said, listen, your tithe must go to the church you are in. You can ask her. I said, at least some must go. It's true that you came from Ghana. They've taken off, but you're in the church. How would the church be run? Not like even I love that church because that church, I was there four weeks and I left. But right is right there. He, he has laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. That is not about how I want to serve him or what I deem is right or wrong. It's what he has said. That is why he said to the Rika by uh, to Namia that but my people, my people, I didn't send one messenger. 
I didn't send to you. I have sent people and people. So meaning that is the word. You see, the word of God that we are to obey, you won't struggle to find out what it is. Because it's clearly there. Any word that you have to struggle to find out what it means, means you, you don't need to obey that word. Believe me, because every word we are to obey is clear, is there, black and white, is there. You mention it. How difficult it is that shall not steal. What again do you need to understand that? It means don't steal. How difficult it is to understand pray without season. Everything by prayer. What does it mean? Everything you are doing, pray. You say a prayer. Is it difficult? Or do you even need more to understand? You don't need more. That's love scripture. Please read it. Second John verse eight to nine. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Watch uh, or nine to ten. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Amen. So we are connecting it to the first scripture that says you've been what? Saved. Anyone who is saved, obey the word. And I said, you've been saved. But if you continue with the teaching of what? God. Then you are what? Oh, are you with me? Then you are what? Then you are what? His disciple. Then God will be with you. If you don't continue in him, it means that you are not. And the continue means obeying the word. Obeying the word. Father, I need grace. Help me obey. This word is difficult, but he won't change it for you. Because he's laid down precepts. You want to be his disciples. It's up to you. If you want to be his treasured position, uh, sorry, possession, it's up to you. But the key is obedient. Obedient. Like the Rechabites. Some of the things, there's nothing wrong. Obey. Don't help God. Don't help God. Don't help God. You just obey what he has said. How many people have lied to me that I, they don't tithe, but they say they even give more than the tithe. Doesn't even make sense. If you truly give more than the tithe, why not obey and tithe and the extra give? Please go. Walk in the Lord. The Rechabites. They will not drink. That's the level of obedience. When we go back to the story, why God chose this story for us? The Rechabite is a person they can't see. A person that was a human. A person that is dead, that has no influence on them. Whether blessing or not, they were still holding on to his word his instruction so how much more him god that he's alive that he's our father that comes with benefit now and eternity that we are counting on remember they are not counting on the dead man so the whole thing shocked god he couldn't understand that's why i say 
he mentioned the sons of uh, uh, Rechab ordered his children not to drink and they've not drinking and me me it's that simple it's very simple just obey it's that simple people who don't make progress are not obeying believe me they obey they're always trying to look for something new see that it's been laid you see a pipe that has been laid it's been laid it's that simple don't look for any other ways it's there white and black when you start see there's a scripture said the word of god is not burdensome it's closer and near to you everyone can obey the word of god it's a choice but if you want to be near god if you want to be his chosen possession if you want to be different from the rest God doesn't owe you anything, no. He doesn't owe you anything, no. You are to obey. Too many of us feel entitled to God. Oh, you can hear our talking. The way we talk. How we blame God, even for our own foolishness. Yes. It's obedient. You can't obey. God will not ask you to obey what you cannot obey. Depending on your state, you will struggle. But if you make up your mind, if you make up your mind, even if you fall seven times, you will arise. Believe me. Believe me. You can't obey. You can't obey. And God will not change it. He will not change. Because he has laid down precepts that are fully to be obeyed. Clap for the recabite. The Jeremiah 35, verse 15, uh, verse 18. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 18. Mm -hmm. Then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, This is what the Lord Almighty, the so God this of Israel, is what says. God says. Mm -hmm. You have obeyed the command of your forefather, Jehonadab, and have followed him all his instructions and have done everything he ordered. Because you have obeyed the command of your forefathers and follow what? All, all note, there's all, the word all. Yes. All his instructions. Yes. And have done everything he ordered you. Therefore, Therefore me, God, what will I do? The God of Israel says, Jehonadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have a descendant to serve me. Amen. So it wasn't mercy or grace. It was because of obedience. Because of obedience. Because, and no, God said, as for his people, he'll punish them. His people, he'll punish them. He will allow the punishment for the disobedience. You know, the best players are not necessarily the skillful players in a team. Yeah? The, the people you see them playing all the time are people who obey every instruction of the coach. 
when the coach say when you get the ball don't drip just pass and they do that that's why sometimes you find the best on the seat because maybe that week doing training was some way yeah because if you don't obey the coach instructions he cannot achieve his words and no matter how skillful you are because he has a goal he has a strategy to come to the end to get it's the same if we don't obey god he cannot take you to where you are asking him to take you you the world is new to you so you've just come he created the world he knew everything so he has put down the rules that as you follow you will get there as you follow you get there all i'm saying that the recabites that were foreigners by origin not part of the original 12 who were living among israel got to serve serve closer forever descendant god break his covenant god brought them to a place that is reserved only for a handful the levites all because of their obedience and to blow your mind this is even their obedience to man how much more they are obedient to god himself you can imagine if you obey you will see that you don't have time for other nonsense yes the nonsense that is tempting you because if you're obeying you automatically shift from other things then as you obey you realize that it is simple because that one or three four things mainly and every now and then those top up and normally the one or four three three is their major so if you obey that one you obey any everything it's like if i obey jogging eh? then walking there will be easy do you get what i'm saying yeah. eh? if i obey jogging the walk there are easy uh-huh the recabite son of johannesburg you've heard the word of god you know what this word means to you for the songwriter said trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey we believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's Word for audio CDs videos books and other information please visit our website on www dot devotionallightchurch dot com God bless you